welcome to FiverrCast, the official Fiverr podcast for sellers by sellers. My name is Red. You can find me on Fiverr as Red Horrocks. And I'm Adam, where you can find me at TwistedWeb123. Today, we are joined by a rather unique guest, which is Professor Puppet. Welcome to the show, Professor Puppet. Well, hello, Adam. It's wonderful to be here. I'm a great fan of your show. It's great to have you on. Oh, it's my great pleasure. Thank you very much. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself today? I'm Professor Hans von Puppet. I am uh, what you might call a YouTube personality. I've got a, a channel on YouTube called Professor Puppet where I do all kinds of, um, you know, commentary and educational content and comedy and, you know, kind of body talk show sort of segments and interviews and things like that. And um, and I'm also a Fiverr seller. I've been on Fiverr since almost the very beginning of Fiverr making little videos for people for the birthdays and for commercials and for all sorts of things. I've, I've uh, introduced uh, people at conferences. I, I did a whole award show in the Middle East via video uh, as I was the host of it, gave all the awards away. That was quite complicated. I uh, Mostly what I do is sort of ads and commercials, though, for for uh, people on, uh, on Fiverr. And I've done about 8,000 videos on Fiverr, if you can believe it. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Professor Puppet. You are um, a great person for us to have on today because today we're talking about uh, boosting your sales with YouTube and how YouTube can be used as a tool, uh, including promotion to help your Fiverr business, regardless of what category in Fiverr you sell on. Ah, yes, indeed. I, I, I'm a great proponent. In fact, I only got on Fiverr in the first place in an effort to expand my audience on YouTube. Uh, so whenever I sell a video on Fiverr, in the little uh, copy and paste text that I send along, there's a link there to my YouTube channel. So if you like this video, you're going to like all of this as well. And it kind of works both ways. But it's all very complicated for me. I'm really just the talent here. I want to bring in my producer, um, uh, Mark W. Gray, if that's all right. Can I get him for you? Absolutely. We'd love to meet him. Oh, hang on. Mark, can you? There's a. It's a podcast. No, it's like it's like radio, but it's in an iPod, which is like an iPhone. Okay, all right, it's coming. Hang on. Hi, it's me, Mark. Hi, how you doing? Hi, Mark. Hi. Hi. It's nice to see you guys. Welcome to the show. It was really great to um to meet Professor Puppet. He speaks very highly of you. Oh, he's a scamp. He, I love the guy. He's he's fantastic. Uh, yeah, no, I've been doing Professor Puppet uh, for. Uh, a long time, for about five years now, I think. And I got on YouTube with him right about the same time as Fiverr started. So my YouTube career and my Fiverr career started almost to the month uh, at the same time. And it's been sort of a, a parallel growth, really. I'm a cinematographer by trade. I've shot about a dozen feature films and a bunch of TV shows. I went to film school at USC. I've taught film school at USC. I come from like a showbiz background. And uh, one of my, I have a friend who's an AD, assistant director, on a couple of films I worked on. And like everyone else in Hollywood, we're usually unemployed. So we were talking about how to make some money. And he, my friend Jerem Schwartz, this AD, told me about this new thing called Fiverr where people could do things for $5. And what could we possibly do for $5 that would be worth our time? And I went and looked, and there were all these puppets doing videos on Fiverr. And I thought, well, I have a puppet who's much better than any of these puppets, uh, and I've got a nicer camera and all that. Let's, let's see if I can uh, make some money with this. So I put uh, the gig on Fiverr, starting with just a webcam, uh, kind of a nice webcam, but still just a Logitech webcam. Uh, 
everything was just $5 back then. And I, uh, you know, it, it took off pretty much right away. And uh, within a couple of months, I think, I was a top-rated seller right when they started doing that. So, Mark, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, just a brief overview of how you feel that YouTube works in relation to marketing for you? Well, um, as far to me, it's a two-way street because every video that I deliver on Fiverr has a link in the text that I send to my YouTube channel, suggest people go check out my YouTube channel. And then, uh, and also every video that I do on Fiverr, usually if they don't write this in, I add it in. It starts with, hello, my friends, I'm Professor Hans von Poppen. You know, so I, so there are thousands of videos with the name of my character at the beginning of them, advertising all kinds of things all over the world. Okay. So to me, Fiverr is really the engine uh, putting my name out there to promote the character on, on YouTube more than the other way around. But uh, as my YouTube audience gets bigger, I get better known as that. And then they find out that they can order a custom video by this character that they like. And um, I get a lot of videos that way as well. I, I, I know a lot of bigger YouTubers. And I really think that as a bigger YouTuber, they would have a great time um, like delivering stuff for their fans at a much higher rate of pay then you get just by having YouTube views. Because uh, really, I, I did a whole video about this, which you can find on my channel, called How Much Do YouTubers Make? Where Professor Puppet breaks down in great detail the math, or maths, as you English people would say, of how you get paid based on advertising uh, from your YouTube views. And it works out to about a buck and a half per thousand views on YouTube, which is not... Great. I mean, you've really got to get thousands and thousands and thousands of views to get any spendable currency. Uh, however, you can spend two minutes making a video that you're going to get $4 from, just like that, without any blood, sweat, or tears, just by making it. So if you've got the skills to do a YouTube video, it certainly pays to uh, apply the same skills to Fiverr if, in fact, what you're after is a little bit of income. So that's that's quite a, a unique perspective to look at it in that way because often when you say to people on Fiverr about using YouTube to boost their sales, the first thing they kind of say is, well, I'm not a video seller or I don't really do anything audio that I can put on video. But what you're saying actually, rather than use YouTube as a way to monetize, it's actually a lot better to use it as a tool to help build up something different or something else, a different revenue stream. Well, I think YouTube is the future. YouTube is growing into the wellspring of all media, really. Like, anyone who does anything is pretty much doing it on YouTube. And there's a massive, massive audience on YouTube. People, there are over a 1,000 YouTube channels that have over a million subscribers each, which is stunning. And that's a great living if you can get to that level on YouTube. And a lot of things that people do with their skills on Fiverr may, in fact, be applicable to putting them on YouTube. Uh, so if you're doing... Uh, drawings, let's say, why not put a little camera on your table and just put the, your drawing process on YouTube? There are a handful of really popular YouTubers who do exactly that, who do time-lapse uh, videos of their drawings. Uh, and people love watching that stuff. Uh, it's amazing. You'd be shocked what people watch on YouTube. In fact, one of the biggest segments on YouTube is unboxing, where people just open toys and talk about the toys that they're opening. There are people who have making serious money 
I have a friend who has a channel where all he does is open Hot Wheels cars and play with Hot Wheels cars. And he makes about $50,000 a month. I, I don't know how he does that. That'd be kind of mind-boggling to me. I don't know how he'd make 10 videos a month about Hot Wheels cars, but that's the guy's passion. So pretty much whatever you're really into, like you, Adam, I don't know if you do a YouTube, uh, have a YouTube presence. You, you're quite an authority on SEO and stuff like that. You could create um, videos very simply with a webcam where you're describing your processes of, of doing SEO and things like that. I don't know if you want to give away the, your, your many wizard-like secrets, but um, you could give away some of them to tantalize uh, the YouTube audience and then link them to your YouTube gig, to your Fiverr gigs to make some more scratch out of it. Yeah, I've, I've dabbled in a few YouTube videos, but I have, it's not something I've really put a lot of effort into, but it's something I definitely want to do more in the future. But I mean, I myself have come, you know, been on YouTube and come across or found myself watching things that I didn't even expect to watch and being really kind of engaged with them. I mean, one thing I came across the other day was someone doing um, custom DJ loops, which is actually becoming quite a popular service on Fiverr. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't actually the finished loop or the finished article that I was listening to as an audio track. It was someone recording the screen of how they were mixing it together. Uh-huh. And instantly that drew me in and it made me really engage in that content. And if that was you know, a service they actually provided, I probably would have been sold off of that alone. Oh, sure. Well, there's all kinds of um, evergreen content. I've done a lot myself with just screen capture, like how to do certain things on Photoshop. Like I made a... Um, a, a like like I have, I have really nice thumbnails on my YouTube videos, which is a little picture you click on to watch the video. And I've made a couple of videos about how to make thumbnails. And that sort of content, it's not like talking about Donald Trump or telling jokes or doing a sketch. It's evergreen. And even though it takes zero production value, it's just a screen capture of what you're doing and a microphone to pick up your voice. Uh, that can really generate a lot of views. And then again, if you tag it properly and do the right promotion at the end, it can send people to hire you to do that very thing that you're demonstrating. So then one of the best leading videos that a Fiverr seller could actually look into then is using a screen capture type software with there being many freely available online where they basically they record their screen of the sort of service they're offering or what they're doing and then go ahead and publish that. So they don't need to worry about having, you know, a HD camera or anything along these lines or recording themselves as a presentation. They're just basically recording what they're doing and putting that out there on YouTube. Yeah, it's really pretty straightforward. There's actually, I use a piece of software. It's not free, actually. It's called ScreenFlow, where you can, uh, you know, record two screens at once. You can record your screen. It's really kind of a complex piece of software. You can go in and edit your screen capture and zoom in and out on different things to really illustrate uh your technique for whatever. Um, but yeah, I think there's all, there's probably also free versions of that out there. So, um, And the thing is about YouTube, it's 100% free to put anything you want on YouTube. And there's really no downside to it at all. And people stumble across stuff all the time. Now, people don't, if you put something on that no one wants, it might not get clicked on. But if you manage to put the right words in the tags and in the title, in the description to help people find it, they're going to find it. There are best practices, which you can find on YouTube, about the SEO of YouTube and how to get people to see your videos. And that's actually very important. So when you put your, let's say, drawing video on on YouTube, you want to put in the tags, drawing, time-lapse, speed draw, 
draw, like every permutation of the word that someone might be looking for. How to is an important phrase to stick in there. Like if you call something um, how to make money on YouTube, people will click it. And after they watch another video about how to make money on YouTube, that video will pop up after it, for example. And so if you have a YouTube gig, or if you have a Fiverr gig that somehow would help someone make money on YouTube, you could describe it in this YouTube video. And that would be another uh, cross-promotional tool you could use. See, that makes a lot of sense because, especially with YouTube being owned by Google, um, the search trends now are people will often search for a question as opposed to specific terms. So rather than search for improve my website, they would search for how do I or how to improve my website or how to draw this or how to draw that as opposed to just drawing as an example. So I think that really, that's a good point to mention that it kind of goes hand in hand that you should kind of put yourself in the viewer's shoes and think about what they're looking for, what they're searching for and kind of tailor your video to that as opposed to it being very literal and here it is, you want to tailor it to what they're searching for. Yeah, indeed. And also um, videos get extra credit versus text when it comes to Google searches. So if someone searches for uh, how do I make a cake, at the very top of that search result is going to be a couple of videos about how to make a cake. And if you have made a video that answers the exact question they've asked, you're more likely to pop up higher on Google. Now, Fiverr gigs are probably searched or indexed on Google, but not with anything like that level of uh, dominance. Like, Well, you're the SEO expert. Tell me if I'm wrong. But um, I think vi if you have a video about something, that automatically is going to rate higher in a search than just some text about it. Usually, yes. But the thing that I would say makes it stand out more than anything is YouTube videos appear directly inside the search. Right. So sometimes on a website, they'll have a video and it will show inside the Google search results, but it'll show as an image or a thumbnail. But on the YouTube version inside Google, there'll be an actual play button and it's formatted to be something you click and it stands out more. So even if it isn't necessarily right at the top and it's a couple down, it still is the most call to action standout element of that page by far. Right. That's my point. Yeah, videos are attractive to people because, and they're helpful. I've, I've literally Googled stuff and not found any results about how to do something and then just looked on YouTube and searched there and found, you know, the, the arcane detail that I was looking for about how to fix my drone copter or something. I have a layperson's question about this. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry if I'm getting us a little off topic here, but like, when you're putting a video up and someone's going to use, uh, someone's going to be finding that in a search and you're typing in, for example, how to bake a cake, does that mean that what is it about in that video that anchors in the text you're searching for to the video topic? Like, is it tags? Is it the title of the video? Like, it, yeah, it's all of those things. Every video has a title, has a description and has a bunch of sort of comma spaced ta uh, tags in there. So you can actually, when you when you build your YouTube channel, you can set defaults to automatically put a handful of tags and a, and a basic description on there on everything you post. So before you even get in there and edit it, it's all automatically there. But um, yeah, like you could have a link to your Fiverr gig that'll automatically post to all of your YouTube channels. So you don't have to keep copying and pasting it in there. But yeah, you would put You'd call it how to bake a cake. Like I made one called, uh, I think I made a, a cake shaped like a ukulele. And I made a video about that just because, you know, I thought well, that'd be fun. And I used some different techniques that I thought I liked. Uh, 
so yeah, so I, in, the, in the in the tags I put cake, ukulele, bake, how to, funny, comedy, you know, and all and all the different words that might lead you to that. And like I said, there are best practices. And there's actually quite a few resources on YouTube that teach you all this stuff about how to have a successful YouTube channel. Now, you've already gone on this trouble to build a business on Fiverr. Do you want to build a business on YouTube as well? To me, it's sort of the same thing. It's like, do you want to have a, um, a postal address and an email address? You need both to do business. And to me, it's really, we're all entrepreneurs here and we're all reinventing the wheel and re- we're not working in offices. We're not having anyone telling us when to show up or anything. We have to take that sort of initiative on ourselves and do all these things to expand our income as much as possible. So we've talked about kind of like the best practices and where we can go to, you know, see how we can improve the videos that we're posting and maybe improve the views and engagement along those lines. But is there any kind of advice that you would recommend against doing? For example, I often see on popular videos, people will post things like, check out my channel, check out my video and for me, that seems a little bit spammy. Oh. So is there anything you kind of say, don't do this or try to avoid doing this? Yeah, that's that's the worst. I mean, I, I, I read in a book about how to do YouTube several years ago that engagement is very important. And one of the things you should do is watch other people's videos and comment on them. Because then that that people will see you, they'll see your comment, they'll click on your face and they'll go to your channel. And they'll engage with you on that level. Now, that works but it doesn't work automatically you've got to do it you've got to do it from the heart uh i found as i get to be a bigger youtuber when i make a comment on somebody's channel that's very popular it will get likes and it will get uh responses and it'll get answers but only if it's the real deal if you post uh if you like this you'll like my videos please check out my channel or hey sub for sub i'll check that is the worst sin of spamming to a youtuber like me unless your video literally is an answer or literally has something to do with that video that someone might really get something out of. So rather than spend the time kind of putting or pasting that link all over YouTube, it'd be much better to spend the time working or improving on your own videos in relation to other videos you see and then looking for that kind of connection or that cross-promotion so then you can actually rather than, you know, spend an hour posting hundreds of comments, you can spend 30 minutes making a video, post one or two comments in a related area and receive a much higher return of views or engagement on your channel. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like if you, if you do some kind of craft that you're selling on YouTube, like you're knitting little bunnies or something, maybe you have a video of how to knit little bunnies and then that people will find that and then a link to your page. One trick I've done is I bought the URL of ppfiverr.com for Professor Puppet on Fiverr. So I can put that anywhere. It's easy to remember. There's no HTML, you know, slash, slash nonsense I need. Just ppfiverr.com, that'll get you to my page of all my gigs. So if you can, that's a, a clever kind of link that you can create to take people straight to your gigs without having to go back and find the link. They can just remember you and, and find it that way. That's just part of the branding package, I think. Yeah, I've got a twistedweb123.me. Oh, yeah. Which is, isn't as catchy, but it's still my username. But that redirects to my Fiverr profile as well, which makes it very easy to market anywhere, really, off-site. Because rather than giving like, you know, a subdomain with all the slashes, like you say, you can just throw out the domain name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, what, like 10 bucks a year or something? It's totally worth it. 
So I actually read somewhere um, in recent times that a lot of the success of a YouTube video now doesn't necessarily just depend on the views, but it depends on how long people are watching those videos for. Right. So if someone has like an hour long video and someone watches one minute, that isn't going to help as much as if someone had a 30 second video and they watched the whole thing. Uh, well, sort of. There's such a thing as watch time. That's the metric that they keep. And also engagement, which has to do, which is sort of the, the up and coming metric, which has to do with commenting and all that. Uh, every, there's a little counter in the corner that says how many views something has. And in the old days, uh, there were these girls called the response girls. They were just girls with big boobs who would just make a video every day about whatever the daily headline was. You know, like if it were today, they'd say, oh, Donald Trump wins the primary. Uh, and it would just be this hot girl. So the thumbnail was just a hot girl. And people would click on it. But they didn't really care about what she was talking about. So they would click off or they would, you know, that kind of engagement didn't really count. You've heard of PewDiePie. He's like the top YouTuber in the world now. He's got like 41 million subscribers, okay? He plays video games. He's this weird Swedish dude who shouts at the screen and is quite charming in his in his way. But if you're, you know, not a 13-year-old boy, it's kind of hard to get what he's so appealing about him. Uh, but he got to the top by making these longer videos, like 10, 20-minute long videos of video gameplay, which, you know, most people who don't watch that would say, why on earth would anyone watch anyone else play a video game? But, uh, to people who do watch it, it's completely engaging. And once they're in there, it delivers exactly what it has promised and they stick with it and they'll watch for 20 minutes. And, uh, that kind of engaged with that level of connection, that amount of watch time propelled him up into the, um, it made his videos appear higher in the search. Like after you watch a video, YouTube does its best to guess what you want to see next based on what was on that video, what you've watched before, what you subscribe to. And it'll serve up a little array of thumbnails of things that it really thinks you're going to want to watch. So if you've just spent 10 minutes watching uh, a, a video game video, it's going to show you a bunch of other long videos about video games. And you hit one of those and pretty soon it snowballs. And that's how PewDiePie and a lot of these other gamers have really grown to the top because their unique uh, format of just long video game play, it's, it's not that it tricked the system, but the system as it was designed uh, gave a lot of cred to that. And that's so it's easy for those gamers to, to, grow, to grow fast. But it, it's a mystery. It's a, it's a moving target. Like right now, they've just invented YouTube Red, which is a monthly service where you pay $10 a month and you don't get any ads at all on YouTube, which I think is wonderful. I, I subscribe to that myself. So I'd never see a pre-roll ad, never see a, an ad in front of the video or anything else. And then as someone who earns money on YouTube, I make money based on watch time of people uh, who have who have paid that as well. So the the basically the... The, the simplified rule, if you like, about that is it's not so much about the duration of the video. It's about in keeping them engaged for that duration. So a good way to kind of summarize that is a speed drawing video that, you know, may take you, let's say, three hours to draw. Isn't probably going to engage you for three hours if it was played at normal speed, whereas where they've condensed it down, they've cut out the fluff and they've brought it down to about 10 minutes. That whole video is then engaging and that's going to see a lot more benefit than uploading the raw three-hour video. Oh, absolutely. Talking about uh, the engagement, 
um, that we touched upon. We we said previously that you know fishing for views and subscribers etc on other people's videos is pretty much a no go unless you're actually related to it. Now, is it a good practice for us inside the video to ask people to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and kind of engage with us? Is that an okay thing to do? Oh, absolutely. That that's 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 bona fide engagement. Because that's what makes YouTube different than television, is that YouTubers are listening to the audience. Television is not listening to the audience, unless they listen to the ratings, which is such a, an imperfect metric. But when I make a video, people comment on it, and I immediately read those comments and see them, and I take them seriously. I mean, the spammy ones and just the mean ones you can just ignore, but mostly they're very nice. Or they ask pointed questions that you can then address in other videos. And... I've made videos before where I um, I th throw the question up on the screen and answer it from a previous video, and that it's like hearing your name on the radio. It's all people get really turned on by that and really connected to you. There's a guy named Jack Douglas who makes a, a series called Yai. Yesterday I asked you why I A Y, and he said he says some really simple question, you know, like um, I don't know uh, what's Christmas in four words, and then people write. He literally gets 30,000 responses to that. And then all those people who wrote responses tune in the next day to see if he used one of their jokes. And it's a very funny show. And it's just, it's just a real brilliant use of that exact kind of engagement of connecting with the audience, asking them for something, and getting them to be personally invested in it. The more you can connect and answer, that's like another uh, great tip for beginning YouTubers, is answer all of your comments. Like if someone says, hey, great video, you write them back, hey, thanks for watching. Because that sort of cements that bond between you more than it would for someone who um, who you didn't do that with. So yeah, that kind of telling people to like and subscribe uh, is, it's almost de facto. Everyone just says like and subscribe now. Uh, but actually creating your content that is inherently interactive, where you ask for input from the audience or address the input they've already given you, is it's very valuable. So coming back to the speed drawing gig as an example, then, if at the end of it you ask them, what would you like me to draw next, comment below. Oh, yeah. So if, if they were intrigued in that, then you're going to hopefully get the engagement from that. It's going to boost up the amount of people commenting, bring up the video more. And then if that's all tied back to your gig on Fiverr, you should hopefully receive the benefit from that. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then it's true. But like, uh, what am I trying to say? That's absolutely going to work. If you look at something like uh, uh, Epic Rap Battles of History, every video they have starts with like 50 comments popping up showing the, the suggestion that people have made for the video they're about to show you. And uh, that sort of uh, loop is inherent. A small, loyal audience can be just as valuable as a huge, sort of less connected audience. Well, yeah, and in relation to Fiverr, let's say, for example, you upload a video it gets, let's say, 100 views, and you convert one person from that, that person could convert, be happy, and then tell someone in real life about the service that they received. One of their friends ends up ordering, and before you know it, that little video you put up that you didn't think was doing that well could have bought, you know, five or six orders, which was, you know, a much higher price than time you invested in creating the video in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. There's The stuff, stuff doesn't have to be perfectly polished or brilliant, to be on YouTube. There is zero barrier to entry. And in fact, the more, not rough, but the more, I don't know, homemade stuff appears on YouTube, the more legit it seems. And people- Rustic. Exactly. People connect to it 
more because it feels real. So coming back to, uh, you mentioned that you have a, a few videos that relate to your Fiverr service just in general. Like, can you tell us how you use YouTube to steer buyers towards getting information that you feel they need in order to work with you? Oh, absolutely. That is, that's the most, if you're going to like highlight the news you can use in this whole <laughs> rant, that's it. Like I have videos that explain everything that I do on Fiverr and they're posted on YouTube. And they might be unlisted on YouTube, so you have to have the link. But uh, I have one called the Fiverr FAQ where Professor Puppet explains in great detail all the different upgrades people can get, how much time things take, what they have to send me, what they can expect, what I won't do, all those sort of provisions. And 99 out of 100 questions someone sends me before they order can be answered if they just watch this five-minute video. So in fact, I have a little automatic response in my responses on Fiverr, which is my favorite newish feature of Fiverr. And it says... Uh, this video should answer all of your questions, and then the link, and then thanks. So what you're saying is I can hire Professor Puppet to explain all my policies to my clients? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'd be really delighted tempting. to do that for you. <laughs> yeah, you write a script, and I'll, 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 you know, and I'll do it. But I mean, you, you could do it more charmingly than Professor Puppet, I'm sure. Because it's, but again, it's like the YouTube thing. It's about connection. You know, it, it's not a generic, uh, it's not a generic, uh, piece of boilerplate. It's it's straight from the heart. It's you telling your clients, um, you know, this is what the deal is. So Mark, can you tell us a little bit about um, Fiverr resources for YouTubers that you've found? Well, I have bought a lot of things on Fiverr that I use in my YouTube videos, especially music, also some graphics. I've gotten graphics from Dracula Fetus, who's a great cartoonist on YouTube, to draw Professor Puppet, and I, which I've then taken those images and put them on t-shirts music mostly though i bought uh theme songs from let's see here uh shifty pop i have a theme from shifty pop when i did uh hans vlogs every day in april which was um uh pretty funny what if i could play that for you here let's see hold on here it comes so i did that one I did, I did I did Vita, which is vlog every day in April. So I had to write me this Hans vlogs, Hans vlogs every day in April. But then after it was over, I wanted to use it again. So I had to do Hans vlogs once or twice a week. And then as an alternate. Hans vlogs, but not necessarily every day. And then I have this one. And it just goes on like that. And then I had her also make me a uh, an outro, just a, a music bed that I could play under my end screen, which is just sort of the, like that music comes up at the end of all my videos. And it loops and I can make it as long or as short as I want. These are incredible resources. And also Ryan, who did your theme song, also made a theme song for me uh, called, let's see, I did, a, I did a 30 second trailer for YouTube. Are you guys still with me? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna play, this is the, this is the trailer. This I wrote the words for this in you know rhymed couplets. I wrote the and then I gave it to Ryan, and I think this might have been, I think this might have been just a five dollar song. But then I I think I gave it another twenty dollars because I wanted it. It was so awesome, and then I had him uh, change the ending a little bit, you know, double time the ending. But here it goes. Professor Hans von 
So there you go. Very cool. Very <laughs> cool. really awesome. Quite, you know, simple resources that we're able to put together on a small budget, but instantly increase the value of the videos that you're posting. So really then, YouTube and Fiverr together work really well because you can use YouTube to help boost your Fiverr sales and exposure. You can use Fiverr to help boost the branding and the exposure of your YouTube channel. And then they both complement each other really well to help both kind of profiles on this platform succeed. Yeah, a rising tide uh, lifts all ships. I mean, really, you should also be doing Instagram and Twitter and all the other social media and your Facebook page that all everything links to everything else. Because not everybody looks at YouTube. Not everybody looks at Instagram. Not everybody looks at Tumblr. But everybody looks at something. And all of those different things feed each other. And uh, that's sort of what it's like to be a modern entrepreneur, I think. You've got to be always promoting. And, you know, your cell phone and the the magic of all these formats make it all possible. Well, I think that's about all we have time for this week. So thank you so much to Mark for joining us. You can find him on Fiverr as Professor Puppet. Our jingle was made by Custom Drum Loops, and we were edited today by Dansha. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Fibercast.